0: Welcome to the Summit County HealthCast, a podcast to improve the health and wellness of residents in Summit County, Utah. Join us as we interview local experts, professionals, and more to provide you with the best health and wellness tips Summit County has to offer. Let's get started.
1: Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Summit County HealthCast. I am here today with Marielle Pariso. Did I say it right?
0: Yes, you did. Thank awesome. you. Awesome.
1: And she is our first non-health department employee that's been on the podcast. And she's got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about today. And I'm excited to get into it. First things first, Marielle, why don't you give us a little bit about your background in the health field and some of the work you've done here as a volunteer at the People's Health Clinic?
0: All right. Well, I'm a dentist from Canada, and I've been practicing dentistry for close to 40 years until I moved from Canada to here at the end of 2012. Right now, my focus is purely on raising awareness to the importance of good oral health and uh, education as well within the school system. At the People's Health Clinic, I've been a volunteer for three years now where I created a program that's called Oral Health for Moms and Tots, And as part of that, I come two Wednesdays per month and I teach expecting women the importance of good oral health during pregnancy. And I also talk about after their delivery and how to care for their infant's oral health. Early in life, that's the most important thing. And the other aspect of oral health for moms and tots at the People's Health Clinic is I see children every Tuesday afternoon. So I'm here every week, basically. With the children, what I do for the most part is I brush my teeth with them. I give them a toothbrush and I tell them, to pretend that I am their mirror and they have to do exactly as I do. And what's really interesting with that part of my program is usually mom is sitting in the background and at the end she nods her head and she says, well, he never or she never brushes that long. So it's an interesting fact of life that for the most part kids brush When they're supervised or whether they are supervised or not, they usually don't brush long enough. Their technique is usually not very good. So I go over that and I coach them gently on how to do a better job. What's really fun is just a few weeks ago, I had a little boy who had been with me in one of those Tuesday afternoon sessions, and the first time I saw him, his gums were bleeding. When he finished brushing, he was spitting blood into the sink, and he was quite worried about that. So I explained to him that that was because he doesn't brush enough. He often went to bed without brushing his teeth, and he had a lot of plaque that was not only damaging his teeth, but also damaging his gums. And I met him a few weeks later in the hallway, and he made a big big U-turn. He had an appointment with a pediatrician and he made a U-turn to come and see me and he lifted his lip and he showed me his teeth and he said, look, my gums are not bleeding anymore. So this is the kind of work that I do and I'm very passionate about it and I'm trying my very best to make a difference around
1: here. Definitely. And that's an exciting story to hear. Uh, One thing you mentioned was infant oral health and not having any children of my own yet. That's something I've never thought of before. So why don't you just briefly tell us why that's an important phase even when children are that young.
0: Yes, so, so very important. Children or babies are born without the bacteria that cause tooth decay. People don't know that. And babies usually acquire these bacteria from their caregiver, mainly the mother. So this is why I focus a lot on oral health during pregnancy. What's important to know is it's essential to start cleaning a baby's mouth after each feeding even before the first tooth appears and this is a little-known fact of life. This is what I teach to expecting moms, uh, how to care for children, and I show them how. Most people don't know how. And I also teach them how to deal with the terrible twos. You know, two-year-olds are notoriously difficult to interact with. They want to assert their personality. They want to tell us that they know how to brush and they don't need any help. The truth is children need help from a parent for brushing their teeth until they're six or even seven or eight years of age because they don't have the dexterity to do a good enough job themselves. So children need to have a parent brush their teeth at least once a day, every day. And this is not happening enough.
1: That's a good tip, and like you said, that's something I didn't know about, and I'm sure there are some parents out there that will benefit from that as well. So before we kind of continue on, you said one other thing before we started that I found was interesting, and that was that oral health, it's not an option or not even a necessity. It's a human right is what you said. Yes,
0: yes. That is my belief. I really feel that oral health, good oral health, should not be a privilege. Of people who can afford a dentist. I really feel and I truly believe that good oral health is a fundamental human right and I base all my work on this belief and this is why I'm working very hard these days in moving basic effective preventive programs and systems upstream away from the dental office into the school system because I feel this is where it's going to make a really big difference. When I think of Summit County, this is a county in Utah that has the highest percentage of people without health insurance. What this means for oral health, it means that in Summit County we have the most people with children who don't benefit from regular dental visits or regular preventive dental visits, but all these kids go to school. So if we move basic effective preventive programs into the school system, these kids are there and we can affect them in a very positive way.
1: And one thing I learned looking through some of your information was that dentistry is actually the number one use of operating time in children's hospitals, which was a complete surprise for me. I had never even thought of that.
0: Can you imagine that dentistry? Yes, is the number one user of operating room time in children's hospital. It's above tonsillectomies or putting drains in ears or or all other procedures, and when you know that. Tooth decay is almost completely preventable. These statistics are not acceptable. This needs to
1: stop. We'll get into some ways that you're looking to help improve this issue. One other thing I wanted to touch on that, you mentioned schools and the importance of basically reaching out to these children in schools, not in the dentist's office. Another bit of information I found was something you had about the teeth brushing program, I guess is how you would say it, in Scotland and just the benefits that they've seen from doing that.
0: Oh yes, uh, I've been following this program for decades, literally. In Scotland, at the beginning it was just in a few schools, uh, they launched a supervised toothbrushing program and that was back in the mid 80s. By now, This program is known as the National uh, Supervised Toothbrushing Program and it's across the whole country in Scotland. And since its inception, they have shown In every community where the supervised toothbrushing program is implemented, you see a downward curve of tooth decay in those communities. And by now, it's across the country in Scotland. That got me so excited that I wanted to do the same thing here. And that's what I'm working on. But when I started, it was in Canada. And I wanted to do it like Scotland, but I wanted to also include flossing. Mm And it took me a while to find a school that was willing to do that, and I finally found one. However, it didn't turn out very well. When you imagine putting 25 kids around a sink with running water, tubes of toothpaste, spools of floss, and then you ask them to spit, it (laughs) quickly turns into a big, big mess. And the program died of a slow, painful death. It was very hard for me to accept that. What's interesting, though, is when I had enough courage to go and speak to those teachers again well, after the program's death, what they told me, they said, Well, if you can make it work with no tubes of toothpaste, no spools of floss, no spitting, we're going to be in. And I thought they were being facetious. But when I started my work in Park City and we started running surveys with the teachers, they told us very similar things. The teachers told us that they saw the need for such programs in the community, but they said, you know, we have so much in our plate, we can't possibly add something more unless it is quick, easy and not messy. So these were very similar answers to the answers I had in Canada, and that's what really urged me to start developing something, together with what I was seeing here at the People's Health Clinic. You know, seeing the rate of tooth decay in the kids I see here, and the pregnant women as well, and the need there is in this community. So I really felt driven to do something about it, and that's when I really started the work. That goes back to January 2015.
1: That work was what we're going to talk about next and kind of the main topic here of our conversation, which is OPAL. It's a toothbrush but it's not just a toothbrush and I'll kind of let you explain.
0: Yeah, OPAL. Well, let's start with the name because you're probably wondering what OPAL means, right? right? Well, first of all, O is OH for oral health and PAL, well, it's like a best friend, a best buddy. So, there you go. OPAL is your oral health best friend forever, and it was designed specifically to make supervised flossing and brushing in the classroom easy, quick, and mess-free.
1: And it takes care of some of the issues you talked about when you first tried to do some of the outreach, which was having running water and kids with tubes of toothpaste and strings of floss and also the spitting issue as well, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. So with Opal, there's no tubes of toothpaste, there's no spools of floss, there's no water, there's no sink needed, and there is no spitting needed because Opal is pre-pasted on its bristles with xylitol, which is FDA approved, safe to swallow, and scientifically known to reduce the numbers of Streptococcus mutants, the main bacteria causing tooth decay. And on the same handle as those pre-pasted bristles with xylitol, at the other end, there's a floss wand. So anybody use a, an, using an opal cannot ignore flossing. It's right there in your hand and or in your face. What we did as well, To answer the needs of the kindergartners at McPolin School, imagine we had five-year-old alpha and beta testers (laughs) during the program, while PCCAP's high school students were helping with designing this instrument that would make supervised flossing and brushing in the classroom easy, quick, and not messy. So the kindergartners, our five-year-old alpha testers, at the beginning were telling us when they were using different instruments that they needed a fat handle. And it's true. uh, A five-year-old child doesn't have enough dexterity to handle a very fine handle, which were the instruments we were using in the alpha testing part. But we wanted to design a disposable instrument, and we can address that aspect later, why it needs to be disposable. So we designed... As an answer to the fat handle, the handle of the opal is not fat, but it's wide, and it has four numbers on it. These are numbered thumb rests. One and two are thumb rests placing the opal in the ideal position to floss first the upper teeth, and number two, lower teeth, and then numbers threes and four are to place opal first to brush the upper teeth and then to brush the lower teeth. After which, Opal is placed in a recycling bin and the cello of the Opal, they're all individually wrapped. The cello of the Opal is placed in a different recycling bin and we all bring this to Recycle Utah. So our kindergartners contributed a lot into the design. Opal also has a curve that answers some of the ease of use as well. So it's ergonomically designed. The, f- the bristles as well, with the first instruments we were using, the main comment was the bristles were too stiff, so we made finer bristles. They're nice and soft now, and we've added the xylitol to the whole mix. So there you go
1: just as you're explaining that, that five-year-old alpha and beta testers, they're probably brutally honest with you, right? They are. So you know you've got the the end product here, and just kind of to explain it again to everybody since we're audio only, it's basically a toothbrush with a curved handle, and on the other end is a flosser, and like you said, it's pretty hard to ignore the flossing when you're holding it in your hand as you brush your teeth. This product, Opal, It's kind of the reason for creating it was for children, but it's not just for kids, right? I mean, anyone can use this. You can slip this into your purse if you need to brush your teeth in the middle of the day. I'm sure a lot of people have been through this. It's kind of a gross feeling when you want to brush your teeth somewhere public and you have to use the public sink and you have to carry a toothbrush and toothpaste with you. And this is a lot easier solution. You just use it once, right? And then after you use it, you can recycle it.
0: You recycle it. That's right. So it makes it super easy. For instance, I'm going to travel long distance tomorrow. I'm gonna have opals for myself and my husband because if you have traveled if you have been on a flight That's longer than six or seven hours at the end of the flight Bathrooms are messy and everybody wants to use them Mm -hmm. And it's far from being the greatest place on earth to go and floss and brush your teeth before you land with opal You can do that in the seat which is so much better. And then you just put it in your breakfast tray when the the flight attendant collects everything. They do recycle, so you can put it in one of the glasses she has piled up in the recycling pile. And any other mode of transportation, or if you go camping, or any time you have a meal away from home, I find it very unfortunate that until today... Oral hygiene, flossing and brushing is pretty much locked into the home bathroom and it doesn't happen elsewhere. My dream is that this is going to start happening anywhere, anytime, all the time, that when you're traveling, you're at the airport, you will see people using Opal at the airport. You will see people using Opal in their seat on the airplane or on the train or wherever or In the car, as long as you're not driving. (laughs)
1: Right.
0: So, all kinds of places where we're having a meal away from home.
1: Just to kind of re emphasize this. Like you said, all of the the stuff, and I I can't remember the technical term for it, but basically you don't need water and you're not going to have, you know, a bunch of spit in your mouth that you've got to deal with. You can brush your teeth. They'll get clean. Your breath will be fresher and you're not going to have a mess after no matter where you are. Yes,
0: yes. Because what causes bad breath are the bacteria, really. So taking a breath mint only compounds the problem because there's sugar in there and you're feeding the bacteria that cause a problem in the first place. So you might have a nice minty breath for a little while, after the breath mint, but that effect goes away, and then your breath is even worse than before. With opal, you're ad- addressing the bacterial problem. You're flossing and you're brushing, and you're going to have in your face fresh breath after using opal.
1: That's basically for everyone out there. Whether you're in school, your children use them in school, or you have them before a business meeting, or before you go on a date. Mm-hmm. Basically, the uses are endless, and it's just a regular size toothbrush that you can slip in a wallet or a purse or even in your pocket and use it and then toss it away after and hopefully recycle it.
0: Recycle. Please recycle. That's really important.
1: All right. Now that we've kind of explained what Opal is and the benefits of using it, you've actually launched a Kickstarter for this product. And we were talking before, and I asked if the Kickstarter was for... It's not for the design and for the creation of the product. It's basically so we can kind of circle back around to what we talked about first, providing a way for children in schools to be able to have good oral health.
0: I decided to launch a Kickstarter campaign because I want to create... Well, let let me go back a little bit. Teeth First business model is buy one, give one. For every Opal sold... Teeth first is giving one or placing an opal in an opal school bank. The Kickstarter campaign is aimed at bringing enough water into the mill that we can become self-sustaining. And we hope to be self-sustainable by 2019. Achieving our goal with Kickstarter right now will bring enough OPALs into the system, the free ones, the ones into the school bank, so that we can provide free OPALs for all the children who are part of free and reduced lunches and breakfasts in schools.
1: We are a kind of a local podcast podcast. Just to reaffirm that and explain to people, this initiative, this effort is starting here at Summit County. So the three schools that will benefit first from this Kickstarter and kind of the the initial launch of OPAL will be the Park City, North Summit, and South Summit School Districts. Correct.
0: So addressing... The county in Utah that has the highest percentage of people without health insurance. And that's going to make a big difference. If we can double our goal on Kickstarter, we'll move on to Wasatch County, where I live myself, mm-hmm. and include Wasatch County as well, which happens to be the second county with the highest level of people without health insurance so making a really big difference in narrowing the gap of social disparity really
1: and why don't you just for people who maybe haven't heard of Kickstarter or aren't familiar with it Kickstarter is basically a crowdfunding platform which means that well you can go on and you can look at the product and kind of see it and then they have different levels of basically backing where you can go in and in this case you can order yourself different amounts and different kind of combinations of things, of cases of OPAL, and and as you mentioned before, for every one that someone goes on and orders, you'll be donating one to a local Summit County school.
0: Exactly not necessarily just Summit County it will go in the bank and when school districts approach us and they give us the number of students in their district or in a given school uh, that are free and reduced lunch and breakfast then we provide that number of opals for these children Uh, so that's what we do
1: like we mentioned this initiative is starting here but you hope to make it from what you've said, a across the country, and then even bigger on a global right. level, a possible.
0: And I also wanted to make, make it a new model of strategic philanthropy for dentists. So if you go on Kickstarter today and you look for Opal, the disposable toothbrush with a social purpose, they are packages specifically designed for dentists, uh, inviting dentists to sponsor a certain number of children. Twenty kids, forty kids, up to one hundred children and in exchange for that kind of contribution Teeth First will make sure that these dentists are acknowledged publicly, verbally, on print, with their logos, with link on Teeth First website, and there's all kinds of benefits for these dentists, and what is important to me is to, to show our values publicly, to show what's important to us as dentists, and really we are physicians of the mouth, and if we see something that needs to be corrected, like the high incidence of tooth decay, tooth decay still being the number one childhood disease, and it shouldn't be that way because We know how to prevent it, and it's almost totally preventable. So for any dentist coming in and choosing to sponsor one of these programs, that speaks of that dentist's values for the community, and it really weaves oral health care into community in a different way as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And this just isn't for dentists as well. As uh, just a consumer, you can go on and you can back at a smaller level and get, I don't remember the sizes, but there's various amounts of Opals that you can order from.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, the, the smallest package is $5, and it goes, it depends on what you want, uh, we have a package that's called the Pixie Dust Package, and it gives you the best of both worlds, and that one is $150. It gives you individually wrapped Opals, very similar to the ones used in the school system, so very handy to put in your purse or in the glove compartment of your car, and it also gives you a display box of four packs of Opals in a resealable bag, so really nice to offer around even. When you're having lunch with friends uh, but there's other less expensive packages of uh, the lunchbox, pa- lunchbox package if you're amongst the first 100 uh, backers that's only 20 dollars uh, and it gives you 20 opals in uh, in five different four resealable packs of four.
1: And one thing we want to stress just once again for people who may not be familiar with crowdfunding and Kickstarter is that this is kind of an all-or-nothing principle. So as far as the, the donating side of things goes, you have to hit the funding to be able to do the buy one, get one, at least at this time, right?
0: Yes, I do. If I don't meet my forty thousand dollar goal, I get nothing. As a backer, if you're if you're already if you've already backed Teeth First, first of all I want to thank you very, very much. Uh, but as a backer, if Teeth First does not meet its campaign goal, your credit card will not be charged for whatever package you chose. However, if you're around here in the county, I'll be happy to deliver your package personally, show you how it works.
1: All right, and we've kind of touched on this off and on, and you explained teeth first, but why don't we just let people know, so that's the the non-profit? We're
0: not, we're actually, we are a social impact enterprise, so we're not a not-for-profit. I do so much that is closely related to public health with my work at Teeth First. So I I think Teeth First sits in a very unique place, pretty much at the confluence of public health and enterprise. So we designed OPAL as uh, our revenue generating unit so that we don't have to come and beg every year for more money to come into the mill. We've designed the whole program so that eventually we are totally self-sustainable and our goal is to be self-sustainable by 2019. So just around the corner. All right,
1: awesome. So just to kind of wrap things up, Marielle, why don't you tell people where they can learn more about OPAL and go and support if they want? All right,
0: well, number one, please visit our Kickstarter campaign. Again, thank you very much if you have done so, and if you're already a backer, I thank you from the bottom of my heart, sincerely. Kickstarter is kickstarter.com, and once you're there, look for Opal. It's spelled O-H apostrophe P-A-L, and the subtitle is a disposable toothbrush with a social purpose. If you just type that in, you will find Opal, and then pick any package you'd like. $5 is fine with me, uh, but we appreciate your help very, very much. You can also find a lot more information on our website, which is teethfirst.org. So teeth, like the teeth in your mouth, and first, like number one, all in one word, teethfirst.org bunch of information there, all kinds of knowledge about what you can do as a school, as a dentist, as a business owner, here or anywhere you might be in the United States.
1: I just want to let people know that we'll also include both of those links in the show notes. So you can just download the episode and look in the description and you'll have both of those right there. And one last time before we sign off, I just want to also stress that this is kind of starting at a local Summit County level, which is a great opportunity for us to get behind this this service and this product that you're offering to the schools and help make a big difference down the road.
0: Yeah, and Opal is a parkite. It was created right here and born right here in Park City.
1: All right, Mariel, thank you so much for joining us. And we hopefully we'll be able to have you back down the road and we can kind of hear how things worked out and the progress you've been able to make.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Derek. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Summit County HealthCast. For news, program information, and more, visit us at summitcountyhealth.org. Stay healthy, Summit County.